the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org. You can do something for God by blessing Him with praise. You will get His smile of approval on you when you begin to thank Him and praise Him and worship Him. God is alive and working in countless situations that touch our lives and is always giving to His people. But did you know there is something we can give to God that causes Him to rejoice? I invite you to listen to today's message as Pastor Jack Morris is going to tell us how we can give back to God. An eruption of praise. I didn't know what else to call it. But one long sentence from verse 3 all the way over, including verse 14. That's an eruption of praise. To begin praising God and not cease praising God. One of the commentators said Paul actually dictated this, these verses, and he took one big breath and he didn't stop to inhale until he finished that sentence. He was excited. Friends, that's how I want to be about my faith in Jesus and my religion and my salvation. I, I want it to excite me and I'm sure you feel the same way, and I believe it's going to do that uh, this morning. How do you perceive yourself? This is, I want you to keep this in mind, this, this, this question as I go through this message this morning. Do you perceive yourself as a child of God? I mean, not only in church, but when you go to work on Monday or wherever you are on Monday or whatever... Perceiving yourself as a child of God. Sins washed away. Name written in the book of life. As you perceive yourself, so are you. The word of God brings healing. One of the great things that the word of God will do for all of us is that it will heal us of insecurities, and all of us have experienced insecurity. That's been part of the experience of life. Insecurity, fears. The word of God is a healing word. When we speak of the the healing word, very often we think of healing of physical, the physical. But many of the heal the the Physical ailments are caused by our emotional ailments. It starts in the mind and the thoughts and other emotional places that the emotion will will go to that, that weak link in our body. And soon we have an ailment. The word of God is powerful. 
It heals those who receive it. But you have to perceive yourself as a person saved, blessed by the word, brought into the kingdom by the word. The word of God will bring healing today to those who are streaming and those who are here. Think about it as we go through the message today. We need to call to mind what God has done for us. That's what Paul was doing in these verses. He was calling to mind. He was remembering. This do in remembrance of me. We forget very quickly. But we need to remind ourselves. Call to mind what God has done. And praise will begin to well up within us. And we will begin to praise God. And God inhabits the praises of his people. You want God to come near you? Begin to praise him and give thanks to him. You'll soon be rejoicing in him. The healing then will come and you will be blessed. Now, what Paul was doing in this very long sentence of an eruption and an outburst of adoration and praise. What he was doing was blessing the blesser. Now, we ask God and we should. We're supposed to. God bless me. Bless me with healing. Bless me with my finances. Bless me with my marriage. Bless me with my children. Bless me with my prayer. Bless. We, we need the blessing. We want the blessing. We pray for the blessing. But how about us blessing him? The way we bless God is the way the apostle did here in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. You can do something for God by blessing him with praise. You will get his smile of approval on you when you begin to thank him and praise him and worship him. An eruption of praise. Notice how it starts out in verse 3. Paul starts out, praise be to God. Can you say those words? Praise be, praise be to God. Now you're blessing the Lord. You just sent a blessing up to heaven this morning. Now you can expect a blessing to come down. But the blessing has already come down. That's why you're remembering that blessing. And you're beginning to praise God. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. When these thoughts come to mind, worship comes to the heart. And when worship is in the heart, it will push itself out through the lips. It all begins in our thinking. When I said... And ask a moment ago, how do you perceive yourself? What do you think of yourself? Who do you think you are? We need to perceive ourselves as children of God. And the blessing of God then will come upon us. It, It was like with Paul, and I pray that it'll be so with us, that I'm I'm thinking now of like an artesian well, a, a well of water under the ground, and there's That pressure building up, building up, building up, and then all of a sudden, a gusher shoots up. And the most famous geyser of water bursting forth from the ground is in Yellowstone National Park called Old Faithful. Every 90 minutes, that pressure builds and it builds and it builds. And then after a while, boom, it comes forth. Well, you begin to think of God and what God has done for you. And those thoughts will begin to well up within you. And soon, without 
any effort or very little effort, a gusher of praise will come forth to the Lord and the blessing of God will come upon you in very wonderful ways, great ways. Now here's a description of the praises. He says here, praise be to God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us, who has, it's already been done, but there's more to come. Who has blessed us, where? In the heavenly realms. Everything we have came from heaven. Everything. It originated in heaven, in the heart of God, the salvation that you and I are experiencing today. It all started in his thoughts. And God wants you to think of him. He has thought of us from all eternity past. God has thought of us in our hearts. And this is where Jesus descended from. He descended from heaven. It all started in heaven. Everything you have, will have, and uh, in, in the future, now and in the future, it all comes from God in heaven. And that's where Jesus is now. Praying for us at the Father's right hand. Jesus descended from heaven. He ascended back to heaven. And he is preparing a place for us in heaven. Hey, can you just imagine the house that's being built for you in heaven? (laughs) That mansion that God has prepared. Begin to think about these things. And your heart will begin to rejoice in the Lord. And you will become joyous. Uh, uh, happy, joyous in the Lord. Also remember Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, our citizenship is in heaven where we, from whence we eagerly look for the return of Jesus. Everything comes down from heaven. Everything is going back to heaven, provided everything is in Christ, in the Lord. Turn to today's message following an invitation for you to attend the Largo Community Church in person. This coming Sunday morning, we have returned to a live service in the church sanctuary starting at 9 o'clock. And God's blessing as never before through music, fellowship, prayer, and the preaching of God's Word by Pastor Jack Morris. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved welcomes you this Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. Now, let's return for the conclusion of the message for today. Now, a few weeks ago, I asked you to pray for two of my cousins, both of them former ministers. And uh, the one is, is still living, but Ronnie died this past week. His wife called me about 10 minutes after Ronnie died. Ronnie was a dear friend of mine. We, we grew up together. We were just like brothers. And uh, he was calling my name before he died. We, we had, a, had a connection. So he was, he was just more than just a first cousin. But he went to heaven. He, he knew that God had given him life from heaven. God had given him new life from heaven. And the last thing he said to me over the phone was, I'm dying. I'm dying. And then he started talking to his wife saying, he started saying that we are going, we're going, we're going. Just those two words. And she said, where are we going? And then he changed it and he said, 
I'm going. I'm going. Friend, when you know that you know who you are, that you're a child of God, that you've been redeemed, that your name is in heaven, that when this short, very short life is over, friend, life is just the vestibule of heaven. We're just now stepping in. And Ronnie made his trip. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So when you begin to think that way, death isn't so bad, is it? Now Ronnie is with Jesus, healed. You see, a number of years ago, well, Ronnie and Phyllis, that's his wife, they had four children, three boys and one girl. Two of his children died as adults. Lisa was the girl. She was 45 when she died of sugar diabetes. Wayne was one of the adult sons, died. Ronnie and Phyllis had some very difficult times and experiences. We all have difficult times and experiences. But to lose two adult children like they did. And uh, I, I remember being at the funeral with, uh, with Lisa. I was at the funeral with, with Wayne also. But Ronnie was up near the casket. And uh, I, I didn't bring the eulogy, but I was asked to bring... Some words, which I did. But the service was going on. Heaven had come down into that funeral home and uh, in that parlor. And all of a sudden, somewhere along the way, without any notice at all, you couldn't have given any notice at all, Ronnie just, with, with great volume, said, Hallelujah! Randy, you don't lose a 45-year-old daughter and say hallelujah. Hallelujah means praise God. He was praising God because he knew his daughter was in the presence of God. And he knew that the other day that where he was going, he was going into the presence of God also. And he did. And I talked to his wife, prayed with her over the phone for several days. And then I prayed with her again. And uh, he still has two sons. One of them is a pastor of a church in Chicoteak Island. The other one is a, a manager of a, of a new, new car garage there in Pennsylvania. But to, to know where he is and to know that we're going to meet again. Friend, you've got a lot of no-so salvation in you. But we need to think about it a little while and, and think about it often. What? Uh, the Lord God has done for us and done for you. It's, it's yours to rejoice over and to give praise and to give thanks to the Lord. Ronnie was about 180 pounds and they said that he was he had lost 50 pounds and his body had wasted away. These bodies are temporal. They're not eternal. No, they're going to waste away. But there's a body that God has prepared for us. And we need to remember who we are and what God has done for us and given to us. He has blessed us. Just before Ronnie died, his last words, he had been married 61 years. And he was dying. And the nurse was in the room taking care of him. His wife was 
across the room. The nurse told her, said, you don't have to leave. You just stay right here while I take care of him. And uh, he said something. That was the last thing he said. And the nurse turned reverently to the wife and said, did you hear what he just said? The wife said, no, I I couldn't make it out. I, I heard, but I couldn't make out the words. He said, I love you. And then he died. Friend, life can be better for you if you know who you are in Christ. You, you can stand up against almost anything that comes against you. If you know Jesus and you keep remembering that you know him and you remember why you know him and how you know him, you've got to perceive who you are in Christ. Heavenly blessings. Your citizenship is in heaven. You're a part of the kingdom of God. Yes, there'll be disappointments and insecurities and fears. They're going to try to push themselves in on you and make you uncomfortable, uh, uneasy, very cautious uh, until you are just consumed with that insecurity and that fear. But when you know the Lord, know this, he knows you. Heavenly blessings in the heavenly realms, spiritual blessings, it says. Notice it says, praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly realms in every spiritual blessing. Spiritual blessings are eternal blessings. Every spiritual blessing in Christ. Notice it says, in Christ. The last two words of verse 3. It has to be in Christ. You have to know that you are in Christ and Christ is in you. And when you know that, you can live that victorious overcoming life in Jesus. And know his blessing always in him. Now listen to this. Verses 4 and 5. I'm going to read these two verses. For he chose us. Can you imagine? Why did God choose you? Why did God choose me? But he did. It says, he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight in love. He loved us. He chose us. I I often think, and and I know I'm going to say it often uh, about, uh, I have accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. Sometimes I'll ask a person, have you accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? That word accepted. And I think about it and I'm thinking about it right now. It's almost as though I I gave Jesus an interview. I interviewed him to see if I was going to accept him. Fill out these blanks, Jesus, in ink or verbally. And and I'm I'm, I'm going to interview you like I'm interviewing a, a client for a job. And I'm going to interview and see whether or not I'm going to accept you. <laughs> no. Like Jesus said to the disciples, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I put it in your heart to desire me, to come to me, to pray to me. You wouldn't have done it. You see, God's been loving you, taking care of you, working in you, working on you and me all these years. What he has done for us. He chose us. Though to be chosen for anything is a wonderful thing. 
It's very satisfactory. God chose us. God accepted us. And notice when he did it. This, this is the thing. This staggers the imagination. And I can't explain it. I can only believe it and receive it. There's many things in the Bible that I can't explain. No one has been able to explain it. None of the theologians through the last 2,000 years. We don't explain it. We believe it. We receive it. Now, here's what I'm referring to. He chose us in Christ before creation. That's what it says. Verse 4. He chose us in him before the creation of the world. Before he put the stars in space. Before God said, let there be light and there was light. Before God said, let dry land appear. How did he know? But he did that I was coming, that you were coming. And he already chose us. How many millions of years ago God did this. And he did it with love or in love before the creation of the world. Talk about love. So today, as we come to the altar to remember, let's first remember Jesus died. He died for me. This was a plan of God from before the creation. It was fulfilled at Calvary. If I have sins since I last came to the altar, I must confess that sin now and perceive that I'm a child of God. I'm, I'm not a part of sin. I shouldn't be committing sins, but I'm human and I do make mistakes. But I repent to the Lord. I remember and I come back to this altar and then my heart begins to rejoice. And then I have a, a, an eruption of praise to the Lord. That will liberate you from insecurities. Paul <clears throat> in a Roman prison waiting decapitation. He didn't feel a bit secure. You read these verses again. Verses 3 through 14. It doesn't read like an insecure, fearful person at all. And my prayer is, and I must close now. My prayer is that God will somehow impress into our awareness that before we became a Christian, he loved us and gave himself for us. Before God created the worlds, he loved us and gave himself for us. Before you were baptized, before you were chosen, you were chosen in him from the foundation of the world, from before creation. Friend, you have everything you need. And I know that in that day, uh, which regardless of how long it is in coming, I'm going to go where Ronnie is. <laughs> I'm going to go where Jesus is. Serve the one who gave himself for you before the world was ever created. Remember, perceive who you are. Live for Jesus and love him and rejoice in him. Away with insecurities, away with fear. I'm a child of God. My citizenship is in heaven. We hope that today's message has blessed you and encouraged your faith in God. And if it has, I invite you to email Pastor Morris at contactus at thehealingwordministries.org and share your blessing. 
That's contact us at thehealingwordministries.org. Before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. I want to thank you for listening to The Healing Word. I pray deeply that you are finding healing through God's Word emotionally, mentally, physically. You can be part of The Healing Word ministry by praying and giving financially. Others need to hear God's Word and receive God's healing touch, and you can be God's instrument in reaching out to them by supporting The Healing Word with your prayers and financial gifts. Friend, I need your help. I truly thank you and bless you in the name of Jesus for your prayers and financial support. Go to Largo Community Church website, largocc.org, that's L-A-R-G-O-C-C.org, for the mailing address and to learn more about The Healing Word Ministries. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.